like sounded like something out of like a Dr. Seuss character or something. It's like, and who comes knocking at this hour but the entrepapoopoo hour? <laughs> Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? I'm good. You're good? Yeah, I'm feeling... Uh, I, I felt something new that I don't believe I've felt, at least in quite some time. Okay. After a viewing of a Bachelor show... Okay. I was unhappy that it ended. Wow. That's yeah. a big deal. And I can say kind of the same thing for episode one. Yeah, Actually, episode one, I, I enjoyed. I don't know if I was sad it was over, but I have to say, episode two, not only did I enjoy this episode, but when the roast ceremony was suddenly upon us, I was like, what, already? Yeah. Which is saying a lot coming from us, by the I way. I wanted more Bachelorette. <laughs> so I guess this is our message out to any Shandies who only listen to our recaps but don't actually watch the show. Mm-hmm. We've actually had few. Pe- yeah. yeah, apparently <laughs> people do that, which is flattering, but I would yeah. actually say... Based on the first two episodes, this one might be worth watching. And I don't say that about them all. Yeah. This is actually a piece of quality television. Yeah. Well, it just helps when you have a bachelorette that you like this much. She she is a good uh, conductor. She is. Yeah. She's so composed. She's so well-spoken. Yeah. I respect her. Like, mm-hmm. I respect her decision-making and her thought process. Yeah. Well, you know, it's I feel comfortable with her at the helm. The same way, like, when you see a stand-up comedian, for example. Oh, that's a good example, actually. You know, and when you, within a few seconds of them getting on stage, you're like, I, I, this guy's got it. Yeah. I feel comfortable. I don't have to worry. Yeah, which but, means that I can now focus on what they're saying and laugh. Right, as opposed to worry for them. Yes. Be concerned for their life. Yeah. Post-comedy. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> During comedy. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a great example. So we're fans. Shall we begin recapping? Yes. Episode let's do two. This. Okay, so episode two kicks off with the guys filming their hotel entrance where they have to pretend to just be walking in for the first time and being all impressed by their digs, even though they most likely moved in the day before. And they shout their requisite Michelle from their balcony. And they all talk about how one of a kind she is. One in a billion, she's been called yeah, several yes, times. Yes. One in a million is not good enough yeah, anymore. One in a true. billion. And Michelle, meanwhile, says that one of these guys will become her soulmate. Yeah, just added the sausage factory, (laughs) making another soulmate. (laughs) Here it goes. So Caitlin then drops off the first group date card of the season. And going on this date will be Brandon, Romeo, Rick, PJ, Will, Olumide, Casey, Danny, LT, and Peter. And they're brought to a fifth grade classroom. And I always love these kinds of dates, I've got to say, but it means extra knowing that she's actually a fifth grade teacher. Yeah. They should be playing like very dramatic music here because you know mortification is about to happen. I have to say, I'm so thankful I didn't get a date like this because (laughs) it's always sobering to watch one of these and realize how much you have forgotten since the fifth grade. There is no question in my mind. And I think I consider myself pretty good at math. Yeah. Oh, you're unbelievable at math and And for anyone wondering math is andy's strong suit okay it's true you're no you're insane you're unbelievably good good at math math in my head let's put it he's on the spot is like he'll calculate like a calculator it's crazy i got good head math you do (laughs) but i promise you if i went head to head with a fifth grader who was in the throes of like he was studying for finals he was going to school for hours every day i would be destroyed (laughs) it wouldn't even close 
Yeah, practice really does make perfect. And in this case, uh, we learned that a lot of these men do not practice their math equations because a lot of them got a lot wrong. The person who really shone here, and you're going to say shown. All right. Okay, we're going to talk about Sean and shown. Are we going to talk about this again? You're playing to like 1% of our listeners. My Canadian friends, Andy thinks it's pronounced shown. I think it's pronounced Sean. Romeo Sean on this date. I bet you not only do people disagree with you who are listening, <laughs> but they don't even know what you're talking about. They're like, is there something wrong with Charlene? No. Did she have like some sort of a stroke? No. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I think Sean sounds weird. It's mm. wrong. Okay. But Romeo is very good at math, it would seem, and also spelling. Mm-hmm. And there's a science experiment and musical chairs. The spelling, I got to say, was... Oh, dear. You know what's funny? So Brandon spelled protein with an I-E, and I think it's because he went with I before E except after C. Can I seize on this moment (laughs) and talk about how weird (laughs) the rhyme you learn in fifth grade or thereabouts, I before E except after C, is to teach children in their... Youth, you keep going with this, and especially difficult if those students happen to be foreign. <laughs> okay, I'm so impressed. Are you coming up with all this? I, on I'm the just, spot? I'm you work with me here. And sometimes <laughs> I like to drain my main vein, <laughs> and I can get kind of feisty <laughs> wow. when talking about the Bachelorette. So my point is, is that Brandon totally effed up in an embarrassing way. However, I think that he fell into the trap of abiding by a rule, a rule that you learn when you're a kid that literally is right, honestly, at most 80% of the time. (laughs) Yeah, there are a lot of exceptions to I before E, except after C. Yeah, it's I before E, except after this situation, this situation, this situation, this situation. It's it's ridiculous. What got me about this is that protein was clearly like the free, like the, you know, it's like when you play bingo and they're like, here's the free square. Like you get the middle one for free. Like, that's what they were giving them. They're like, ha, 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 you all probably take protein. Like, just spell protein. And he got that one wrong. What I love about the rhyme is that it says, it actually makes an exception. It says, I before E, except after C. Yeah. So it actually says, oh, but there is an exception, which makes it even more (laughs) confusing because that's not even close to the only exception. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. Yeah. But... It is, I believe, similar to what you're saying. The first, that gimme question, like on who wants to be a millionaire? When they're like, this guy was the most famous basketball player in the 90s. Was it, you know, Jack Kerouac, uh, Ronald Reagan, Mikhail Gorbachev, or Michael Jordan? Yeah, yeah. Literally, it was that question. It was the free answer question. He really screwed up. He also spelled entrepreneur, entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. What what was it? That was like, sounded like something out of like a Dr. Seuss character or something. It's like, and who comes knocking at this hour but the entrepreneur hour? The hell was that? You're like really creative this morning. Yeah, I feel like I I'm say. really. I mean, I'm he's s- making it easy for me. Yeah, I, he is, but I'm still reeling at all your EI words. I got some more, but I think we could probably move on. <laughs> okay, so 
Now, Peter. Peter seems to be sort of the star of this of this date because he's kind of making it about him. He is playing a very dirty game of musical chairs. And when the word entrepreneur comes up, he brings up his pizza shop. It just sort of feels like he, you know, is, is self-promoting a bit. And then so for Narcissist, instead of writing out Narcissist, Will writes Peter. I gotta say, I enjoyed this. <laughs> Even though he was casting the first stone and usually I'm like, you shouldn't do that. I find Will pretty entertaining and his ITM talking about Peter's face turning the color of red sauce was hysterical to me. I got to be honest here. I just immediately, my first impression of Will wasn't great. I was just like, eh. Yeah. It was at best, eh. Okay. Indifference. I was, I'm in so much agreement with you. I was 100% won over by this. Yeah. Brilliant. Yes. From the narcissist to the the pizza sauce red face. Yeah. Yeah. And Chef's even kiss. though normally I'm not pro the person that does cast that first stone, I sort of feel like when someone is like Peter was behaving, then you're kind of that is casting the first stone. Oh yeah. He was a he was I would have found him very irritating to be on a date and with. And we didn't talk about the musical chairs game. Yeah. Which, by the way, is ex- an extremely stressful game. Yeah, we've, we've mentioned talked before. about musical chairs Who, before. Does anyone <laughs> like playing musical chairs? If you like playing musical chairs, you're a psycho. <laughs> and and if you noticed, he he couldn't abide by the rules of musical One of the rules of musical chairs is you don't physically fight for a chair. Yeah, yeah. You, if you don't sit down, you lose. Yes. But he's pushing guys off. He's yeah. knocking them. He's kicking them. Yeah. He's grabbing chairs. And sure... He maybe it's funny, but he wasn't trying to be funny. He was like, I got to win this game. He didn't have any means necessary. He didn't have enough charm to make it sort of to make it funny. It was just sort of like, it's so weird. Unfortunately, you would think that Peter could laugh off the narcissist thing, hopefully. Well, a narcissist wouldn't be able to laugh off the narcissist thing. That is a very good point. But we're not saying that Peter's a narcissist because we are not qualified to make it some diagnosis. But this planted a seed for some conflict later. And he is actually really livid, it would seem. And Andy, here you said, isn't it amazing how the way someone reacts to something like that can immediately and irreversibly make them unattractive? Mm -hmm. It's so true. It's not that I was ever like, ooh, Peter. But when I saw how he reacted to Will doing that. Done. Yeah. So in the evening, Brandon Kay gets one-on-one time and Michelle rightfully brings up his horrendous spelling. And I have to admit, this would be a turnoff for me. I mean, I mean, look, I tried to give, I tried to to give him my best excuse possible, but that is a, that's that's a rough, (laughs) a rough one. Yeah. Spelling for me is one of those things where it, I I know that some people just doesn't come as naturally to them. But I can't help but think it reflects a lack of detail-orientedness. Like, if you yeah. just look over that one more time, like, I, I just feel like it, it shows a carelessness. But maybe I'm wrong. I know some people, it's just harder for some people. I mean, protein is such a ubiquitous word, too. <laughs> We're still talking about protein. I mean, it's not like protein is some random word. You're like, protein? I haven't heard that one in a while. Yeah. Like, I'm still constantly talking about protein. You read about protein. Yeah. You, in fact, and we talk about this a lot, when you go to a restaurant, it's not even like, do you want chicken added to that? Do you want fish added to that? It's, would you like some protein with that? It's totally the true. Animal even, yeah, the animal doesn't even... Yeah. The animal doesn't even get to be called no. its food name. It's, it's just, just protein. protein. It's a yeah. chemical. But uh, yeah, it's pretty inexcusable expelling error. It doesn't make him a bad person. But I would agree that if I was a woman and a guy spelled protein, i.e., I would uh, not be crazy about it. (laughs) 
So Brandon's able to laugh at himself, but he also says this, I did fail a lot today, but I'm always going to try for you and always going to do my best. I feel he lays it on a little thick for me mm-hmm. in, in what's still a light situation, but we'll keep going. So she is clearly leaning in for a kiss. We have to analyze this. There were a couple of moments in this episode where we were like, what? So she's leaning in for a kiss and he's talking about wanting to remember all the parts of her so he can dream about her. And we could not marvel enough at how little game he appears to have. His mouth couldn't stop. No. And it wasn't doing anything good. No. In fact, she made fun of what he said because she yeah. thought it was really cheesy. Well, I was so I was so surprised that she was so eager to get in there for that kiss after his, you know, spelling, his spelling situation, <laughs> his pe- spelling malfunction. But beyond that, I was amazed that this guy who carries himself, he kind of like, he's almost bragged about how smooth he is. I think he did actually in episode one. He has an essence of thinking that he is pretty smooth. Yeah, he's slick. He's smooth with the ladies. And here it is. It's being handed to him on a silver platter. Yes. Not unlike Rick's head. And he literally just starts talking and saying <laughs> dumb stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was very strange. Yeah. So she makes fun of him and they joke back and forth some more until finally she practically plants one on him. Like speaking of silver platter, yeah. she does hand him that kiss on a silver platter. And Andy, you said, I am discouraged by this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Romeo, PJ, and Olomide get brief one-on-one time each. And now we see Peter confronting Will. And the Mm. shouting escalates while the guys are all rolling their eyes. Back at the hotel, meanwhile, the one-on-one date card arrives, and it has Jamie's name on it. Mm. Andy, you cheered. My numero two. Your numero two. Who knew? I got to say, based on night one, I would not have seen Jamie becoming this major player, whether or not he's going to win. But I mean, he's a major player of the season. I don't know if I would have pegged him as being that guy. Uh, Jamie's got the right stuff. (laughs) We'll get more to Jamie, of course. But suffice to say, you're into Jamie, especially. Oh, and more so even after... What we will discuss later. Jamie here starts talking about whether or not Michelle is right for him Mm -hmm. and talks about how he has traveled to third world countries with a day's notice all by himself. Mm, That's a lot. And he says he needs to make sure he's spending his time in the right place too. And so while I actually agree with the sentiment, you know, of course it is, you need equality in your relationships (laughs) and it's not just all up to her. The guy needs to pick his timing better. Yeah. I don't know if that was necessary. Yeah. The guys are sort of like, what the hell, dude? Yeah, no one asked suppo- No yeah. one asked him that question. You should be nothing but uber grateful for getting a one-on-one date. Yeah. It was an odd response, <laughs> but I'll give him a pass. Yeah. Everyone gets well, a pass. Well, here's the thing about Jamie. What I find interesting about him is even though he does things wrong, you can see why he does them. Like, I can see why he would say this. I just don't think it was the time or the place. What I will say about Jamie, like I feel about Michelle, is that I feel like Jamie is in complete control. Oh. I'm confident in his ability to steer himself through this show. Okay, we're going to circle back to that, clearly. So back on the group date, Rick has his one-on-one time, and he pulls out his homework, which is a sort of Mad Libs thing. And Andy, Mm. you said Rick's really into gags. And, you know... Good, good gags. No, I actually thought this was shockingly smooth, if I'm honest. Oh, it was great. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty good. gags. And it, and it led to a kiss. Yep. 
I gotta say, I know he was nervous that mm-hmm. I am a stickler, and we are recappers, uh, so we gotta pay attention I to things. I didn't love what appeared to be a sort of death grip on the back of her head while they kissed. Yeah, and there was a lot of blinking. Yeah, but to me, that maybe that was nerves. But I feel like nerves can translate in a way that don't sort of trap a girl's head in kiss position. But maybe that's just how it looked. I'm going to choose to believe that. Yeah, it did seem like he was really. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was a very heavy grip. Yeah, he strikes me as really nervous and. Even though he's getting airtime, this one-on-one time gave me less confidence in them. Yeah. What was the point of that? Is he worried that she's going to leave? <laughs> Is it just like, no, stay? Yeah. Maybe it just looked worse than it was. I'm hoping. Maybe. Maybe he just has a, like a, his, he has resting grip hand. <laughs> like it was actually really tender. But it's just like his hand always looks like this. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Like a claw hand. Exactly. Yes. So now Michelle pulls Peter. I gotta say, I love how she handled this. Mm-hmm. This is to be expected that if you hear shouting, the bachelor, the bachelor or bachelorette goes into this frenzy, seeks out who it was, has to address the group. It no. takes away time from other guys. Something would happen where it affects the other guys' time, and then that starts a fight all onto its own. Agreed. And you know how she handled this? She handled it like a fifth grade teacher would handle things. She took him aside. Said, yeah. I need to speak with you for a second. Bad boy. Mm-hmm. Don't do that again. Yeah. Done. It's true. A lot of people in the comments last week said that her poise and composure come from being a teacher. And mm-hmm. I got to say, that adds up. Yep. Because, man, it stands out. It really does. Yeah. It makes the show less annoying drama-filled as opposed to legit drama-filled. Yes. So she immediately brings up the fight that she overheard. And he claims he thought it was in poor taste what Will did. And thought, <laughs> this is my favorite part, where he, he pretends his concern is about the fact that it was done in front of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> but what about the children? So she rightfully focuses on the fact that it was about his behavior. She says, you know, there might be times where I really piss you off. Like, is that how you would react? And shouting like that is not the way to get your point across. And he says it's way out of character for him. Mm. I'm not sure if I believe that. But he does apologize. Mm-hmm. And now here we get our first word watch, Andy. Mm-hmm. We got our first vulnerable. Michelle says, I will always appreciate you being vulnerable with me. The first of many. Michelle loves her some vulnerable. <laughs> she really does. So now she returns and gives the group date rose to Brandon K. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Apparently, she's turned on by bad spelling. <laughs> You know, it's not that I don't see it with Brandon K, except I kind of don't. I don't either. It's more so that I feel the competition on this particular date was not really stiff. Like if Brandon K had gotten the script date rose on a date with Nate and Joe and Jamie, then I'd be like, oh, wow, that's, there's something there. It concerns me that Romeo is not getting any love from that's Michelle. That's true. No, you're right. I personally, based on the group date performance, would have given my rose to Romeo. I mean, Romeo's basically like James Bond in that room. Like, I don't understand how he's getting no love. Yeah. Like, she's going for this guy who's, he's a kid. I mean, Brandon seems like a perfectly nice guy. Yeah, but he does seem really young. And let's, spelling aside, he doesn't seem like someone she would go for. Yeah. But I mean, it's not like we know her better than she knows her. What do we know? But I agree. I don't buy it and i I, I can't put my finger on why and i also can't put my finger on why she would be into him i thought he was dead in the water after that fifth grade situation yeah, yeah. he got the, he got the rose he, out of it he, he rose in the ranks <laughs> yes 
<laughs> Good job. We interrupt this program to bring you an important message. I'm very mm. excited about this message, Me actually. Too. Yeah. Your new sneakers, which you love. What makes Rothy's especially special is the fact that their products are made with recycled plastic bottles and marine plastic. This is something everyone's got to get on board with. I know. There is literally between Hawaii and California, I think, there's this ginormous mound. It's like a sea of plastic. There's like something like a billion tons of plastic sitting there. We can use that to make stuff yeah. and save the planet at the same time. Like everybody should be using recycled aquatic plastic, yeah. period. Thank you, Rothy's. <laughs> You're one of what should be millions of yeah. manufacturers doing this. Yes. So Rothy's takes marine plastic and plastic bottles, recycles it and knits it with merino wool for Amazing. warmth and comfort. And then get this, all their products, so shoes and bags and other accessories are machine washable. Think about that for a second. I, I'm going to think about it. And I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to talk about how in the past, when I've had a sneaker that I really liked for well, style. Well, what ends up happening is it ends up being retired because it's, it's so filthy. gross. I've yes. had shoes. You know, I walk. You know, maybe I go to the park and I have like a frisbee toss in the mud, and my shoes. It's like district. And then I'm sitting there with a toothbrush and yeah. vinegar, like scrubbing away, and it doesn't work. Yeah. And I want so badly to take that shoe and just throw it in the washing machine, but I know that's the end of the shoe. Yes. How delightful is it that I can take this filthy shoe and throw it in the washing machine? It really touches on everything here. The fact that it's recycled in the first place and then it's machine washable, meaning that you will get more life out of it because you won't retire it early because it's so disgusting. Also, just from a style standpoint, because of course this matters, their stuff is super cute. They have really cute flats, boots. They have these cute Chelsea boots, cute handbags, crossbodies, accessories like wallets. Mm -hmm. Their stuff is really cute. And you are quite a severe judge when it comes to whether something's cute or oh, not. Oh, I don't mince my words when I don't no. like something. <laughs> nope. To help you welcome fall season in style, Rothy's is doing something special. That's right. They gave us the chance to share this super rare opportunity with our listeners for a limited time. Right now, you can get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash shandy. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash shandy. So head to rothys.com slash shandy to find your new favorites today. So now Jamie has his one-on-one -on -one date and she drives him to Joshua Tree and they climb a wall of rock to their picnic. Mm -hmm. And she says she's usually the one coaching in her relationships, but he was coaching her and it was really refreshing. Mm -hmm. So He's they climb up. Yeah, he in is. Control. So they cheer their victory atop the rock. And Andy here, you sighed. <laughs> they were like, yay. And you're like, <sighs> can you explain that sigh? Andy? I feel like I've seen that same shot many times <laughs> in this franchise. Okay. And it, it lingered just a little too long. Like, okay, <laughs> I get it. It's a nice vista and I don't know. I, I've just grown weary of those. During their picnic, they take turns complimenting each other. She compliments the, the fact that he's not a complainer. She says she loves that. He compliments her sense of self. And Andy, you said people don't talk like that on a date. I don't. And now the evening. He says she seemed to have a great family background. And she says she did. But she also knows you don't have to come from that to achieve that. And mm. now we learn Jamie's backstory. He reveals his mom had him when he was 18. His dad was only 21. And he says his childhood was good, but his mom struggled with mental health. And they struggled financially until finally they had to move in with his grandparents. 
And he says that when he was 12 or 13, his mom came out of the bathroom with a steak knife, wanting to slit her wrists. And he realized in that moment that she couldn't be left alone. We have to think for another second about the fact that he was 12 or 13. Unbelievable. That's unbelievable. So he missed so much school to be home with his mom that he was held back. And later his mom did commit suicide when he was 24. I, this, I mean. Whoa. I mean, I, I teared up during this story. As did Michelle. Michelle was fully crying. She tearfully says she doesn't know him very well, but she's proud of him and how he pulled through and that she's beyond impressed. And he says that he felt a lot of empathy. This was in his ITM. He says he felt a lot of empathy from her, and that's the mark of a strong partner. Now, that is very insightful. Mm -hmm. Jamie is no joke. No. He really did. How is he 32? He seems so much older than that to me. He carries himself literally 20 years older. Yeah. I appreciate that he shared this. It was really heartbreaking, though. And he shared it with... It was in a giving way. You could tell he wasn't like, feel sorry for me. He wasn't telling it in a, no, in a pity me way. When people deliver a story of this kind of magnitude, always what gets me is when they do it in a more matter of fact way, actually, which mm -hmm. is how he did it. It wasn't in this uh, now listen to my sob story kind of way, you know? Yeah. Anyway, I thought this was really very moving and... He strikes me as very insightful and reflective and all the things. And it's impossible for me to ever see him again pre this story. Yes. And that's why his performance in this whole episode is just so interesting to mm -hmm. observe, because even the things that he does that you don't agree with, I can't not have this in the back of my mind, like coloring my opinion an impression of him, you know? Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, watch how this unfolds. Jamie's in control. Ooh. Full control. Okay, so now we have our second word watch. Michelle says that she has loved getting to know him. She says the fun sides, the outgoing sides, the adventurous sides, the driven sides, and now the vulnerable sides. Ding, ding, ding. And she presents his rose. And she says in her ITM that the date could not have gone better. And it was one of the best first dates she's ever been on. And right away... We get another word watch. Michelle says... She loves it. Yeah, in a voiceover. A life with Jamie would be adventurous, vulnerable. She does love the word vulnerable. She does. And now we have the private concert, the first one of the season, Caroline Jones. <laughs> and you just, you get such a kick out of these because you can't get over how the lead always has to say their name. Yeah, I think there's like a... A 75% chance that Michelle's never heard of Caroline Jones. Oh, are you kidding? Maybe no 95% way. Yeah. chance. And I love the way it's like, Caroline Jones was playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so happened to be Caroline Jones playing. <laughs> but yeah, a lot, to, a lot to digest with that date. But nothing against Caroline Jones. Caroline Jones, Caroline Jones, Caroline Jones. <laughs> Pay me, ABC. So now it's the next day and Joe is FaceTiming his mother. I think it was his mother. And we learn that his basketball coach has passed away and mm -hmm. he is shedding a few tears over this. And now we have our group date. We mm. knew there would be a basketball oh, group yeah. date. And I got to say, this one really satisfied. Solid. Yes. It's just fun to watch people who are so good at a sport all play together. Well, like it was this. honestly almost like watching a like not very good NBA game. It 
Yes. The caliber was unbelievably high. And Michelle is joined by two WNBA athletes, Dierica Hamby and Diamond DeShields. Mm -hmm. And we learn here, as Joe starts to show his skills, (sighs) that he was named Minnesota Mr. Basketball in 2011. This guy has mad basketball skills. He was unbelievable. That's as good as you get before it gets like the like basically he's a shade different than an nba player this is a shade i was a little turned on watching him play basketball (laughs) he's like one small notch below a pro basketball player it was really fun to watch someone of his level especially when he played with michelle who's also unbelievably ridiculously good. good So she says that apparently that's a high school award they give out in Minnesota. And it basically means you're the best player in the state. Yeah. Turns out she was 2011 Miss Basketball runner Runner up. up. (laughs) (laughs) I love that she laughed at this. So now we have a one-on-one match between the two of them. Hmm. This, I mean, this is, this was a moment for me. The chemistry. Oh yeah. It was like everyone else in the room was gone. There's a tremendous love of basketball here. Yes. And there's a love of the mutual love they have of basketball. (laughs) In addition to the physical attraction. Yes. And God, how fun would it be to be at that level Mm -hmm. and to find someone who's also at that level who you also find attractive? Yeah. That's rare. It's good stuff. I know. You know what I found funny too about this is like, I feel like Joe is like... It's so, he's such a competitor, clearly. And it was so hard. He was trying to like kind of have fun, but also be like, no, I want to win. And he was kind of like in the the middle. You could tell he was like kind of half smiling and like, should I make a really great move here? Or should I just chill out? Like he didn't know what to do. He's not, he's not a ham or a show off at all. No, I think he was going like, 85% 85% in that. Okay. Like it was like most guys would have gone like 50% and be like, oh, haha, but she's so good. Yeah. He was like, I got to be on my game. Otherwise, I'm going to look like a fool. Yeah. Yeah. She really could beat it, him. It was and a I think great, did. It was my personal favorite moment. date moment yeah. of the episode of a long time. Wow. And what's funny is it wasn't even a one on one date. No, but it wasn't it was. even one on one time on it a group date. It was a one on one date. Yes. Within a group date, as became very clear when Joe was given a pass despite having lost the game, which yep. we will get to. Yep. So now we have a five on five game. The guys are split into two teams, and the blue team is quickly slaughtering the red team. My favorite moment here was when Michelle shouted to Rodney, There we go, Granny Smith. <laughs> So great. She's great. Everyone's clowning on him for that. <laughs> I love that she's not dropping the Apple thing. It's great. No, he's got to forever be known as the Apple guy, one way or another. Call him whatever you want, but it's got to have Apple in it. Yeah. So she proceeds to give the red team a pep talk. Joe is on the red team, and even though he is the best player there, I think his team is lacking a bit. Except, I got to say, for Malik. Oh, Malik's no joke. Malik was really good. So the red team improves greatly. They make a huge comeback. A huge comeback. Uh, I would say thanks to Joe and Malik. Oh, Joe stepped it up. I mean, you could tell what kind of... He he is a player. Yeah. I mean, that guy said, we have to win, and I'm going to single-handedly win this game. Nonetheless, the blue team just had too much of a lead, and they win by one point. Oh, that was actually brutal. I don't think enough time was spent on how crushing a defeat that was. Yeah. I mean, to come back, they were down... It was, they came back like 20 points. Yeah. 
and they lost by one point. That was not, there was just like, oh, that was a nice game. Yeah. Like, excuse me. That was one of the greatest games in the history of basketball. Certainly one of the greatest games in the history of the show. It's the greatest basketball game, no question, in the history, in the history of The, of the Bachelor. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying it might be one of the greatest games in the history of the sport. <laughs> huh. It deserves credit. So Joe, nonetheless, despite being on the losing team, gets the MVP award, I, I which mean, means that he still gets to go to the cocktail party while the rest of his team has to go home. Look, generally speaking, the MVP award is given to someone on the winning team, but this is not the NBA, nor is it the NCAA. This is The Bachelor. And I agree with this award because he clearly was the best player on the court and did the most. Historically on this show, though, they tend to give the MVP award to someone on the losing team, sort of as a consolation prize. Interesting. Yeah. We had to point out, though... That Malik was oh. like, what the fuck? Oh, no. Malik. First of all, Malik is the Scottie Pippen to Joe's Michael Jordan. Let's be honest here. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah. Joe got all. He the, was bitter. All the and rightfully so. He had the expression that he should have had on his face that yes. whole time. Yes. He got shafted. He did get shafted. Malik's got incredible skills. Yeah. Listen to us. Since when do we spend this much time talking about a sports game on this show? It was a legitimate sports game. It was very compelling. Yeah, I was. In, I wanted that game to keep going. Yeah, me too. Like I it was harping. I was just like, are they not? I thought they were going to talk for five minutes about how they came back to one point. It was completely brushed over. <laughs> It was just like, oh, you guys did well. Like, wait a minute. This was one of the greatest games in the history of basketball. <laughs> so it's the evening now. And Michelle emerges looking amazing, I have to yeah, say. You really were. I like, couldn't stop away. talking about this dress. I've never seen you get that excited about a dress. She looked unbelievable in this dress. The color, the fit, the fabric. It fit her like a glove. And here's the thing. I feel like people on. might look at that dress and be like, I mean, she did look really gorgeous in it. The thing about this dress is that it's not easy to look good in a dress like that. It's, you mentioned that. Yeah, that fabric is not forgiving. Not anyone can pull off that dress. I just have to mention that dress was insanely nice. It helps nice. to be a near professional basketball player to wear a dress like that. Yeah. <laughs> and now we get our fourth word watch. It's also from Michelle. She gives a toast. Let's continue to be vulnerable. So now Joe has his one-on-one time. I mean, Joe, can I just say, I'm so glad I put him in my second spot last week because damn, damn, is this a connection to watch. Oh, yeah. Do you like how I just sort of slipped a slide? I told you so in there. (laughs) We'll see how that works out. So he tells her about his coach having just passed and thanks her for that date because it sort of freed him in a sense. And she says that she understands his instinct to keep his emotions bottled up, but that as a fellow athlete, she doesn't want him to always have a game face on with her. She knows what that is. And oh man, these two... I, got, I get a little emotional watching the two of them together, I've got to say. Yeah. She says that they have an understanding. And she's misty-eyed as she says this. And she says she doesn't know if it's the basketball, Minnesota, or both. And he says he feels it too. And then they kiss. This is one of the greatest basketball romances I've ever seen. In her ITM, she says she's never had so much chemistry so fast. And she can see him being her teammate. Mm-hmm. And then they play together. And oh, I... I don't know if I've ever been so excited about a pairing. My one fear is that I wonder if Joe is so poker faced and just keeps his cards close to the vest that 
he will not give her what she needs. Like that, yeah. that maybe he's he'll be along for the ride while she is the one. I have the same feeling. Yeah. He has an amazing poker face. Yeah. And also just an amazing face. He's let's be honest. so handsome. I mean, I'm, I have a crush on Joe. Yeah. Like he's my crush of the season. I, I allow you this crush. Yeah. I approve. His eyes. And, and I got to say the way he is so reserved. I generally go for more expressive guys, clearly. Mm-hmm. But he's, there's something very attractive about how he carries himself. Michelle reached out to him mm-hmm. at one point. Then she, this is not denied, so there's no controversy here. She reached out to him. And believe me, she had her pick of the litter. Yeah. She reached out to him based on what he has done in his basketball situation yeah. and how he looked. Yeah. That's very powerful. It if you is. put the personality behind that, a personality that she actually likes, on yeah. top of the fact that just on the on his basically his basketball card, mm-hmm. she was ready to go, and you put a personality behind that. Yeah. That's very hard to compete with. It is. He does keep everything pretty bottled up, so I feel like we still need to see more of his personality, for sure. But it's not me. I don't need to like his personality. I'm saying Michelle clearly likes his personality. I also want to like his personality. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't count unless you like it. Anyway, this was just really powerful one-on-one time. And meanwhile, the red team returns back to the hotel and everyone starts discussing Joe and how intimidating a package he is overall. Mm -hmm. And on the date, similar dialogue is going on. And Nate makes a point of being nonplussed about this chatter. Spencer gets some one-on-one time. We learn that he has a three-year-old son. Mm. And Martin does a spin kiss thing and it's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) And now Nate finally has his one-on-one time and Michelle right off the bat is like, how does a man that tall mess? And now I just must roll up my sleeves and put on my Canadian hat because he's from Winnipeg. I have to point this out because I feel like a lot of people sometimes are like, oh, there's not that much of a difference between Canadians and Americans. I'm telling you right now, if Nate were born and raised in the U.S., he would be a competitive level basketball player. Yes, I, I mean, Winnipeg may be close to Minnesota geographically, yeah. but as far as basketball goes, it is 10,000 miles away. It's fascinating. He's 6'8". Yeah. He yep. would be forced to play basketball in America. <laughs> like you have, like in high school, they'd be like, if you don't play basketball, we're not letting you go to class. Yeah. Like you're playing basketball. He wouldn't have a choice. It would be the natural thing that he did with his life. Well, the first thing when I saw him going to the hoop, I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. Nate's going to dunk. It's going to be like an amazing, like, like highlight reel dunk. And instead he just puts a brick layup. I was like, really? (laughs) What's a a brick layup? I mean, he just, he, he missed the layup. As brick is like when you throw bricks in basketball, it's like a brick is just this heavy kind of clunky thing. That's like a brick usually means... You threw a shot and it slammed off the black backboard. And just, oh, okay. Mm. So it's a miss, basically. Yeah, he missed an easy layup. Okay. But he missed, a, it, since it was easy, I call it a brick because it was, it, he should have made that. Anyone should have made that. Uh-huh. He's 6'8". He could have dunked. He should have dunked it. <laughs> I mean, she made him do push-ups because she said, you're too close to the net to miss that. She was, she was right. He's right there. His fingers were right by the rim. He could have dunked the basketball and said he missed a layup, I'm, an easy one, an unguarded layup. I'm telling you, this is a cultural difference. It is. And as the resident Canadian here... I'm speaking out in defense of Nate, of his bad basketball skills. 
Sorry, his average basketball skills. Yeah, yeah, he's better than me. His, I was not born and raised in the United States where people are obsessed with basketball and have a ton of funding behind basketball. Mm-hmm. There's a huge difference there. I'd like to see him and Joe go at it on the hockey <laughs> rink. Mm-hmm. Or, or with curling. Or, <laughs> yes, or curling. Or the, or the, or the uh, toque wearing circuit. Now I, I feel like What's you're another? mocking now. I'm trying to think of other Canadian things I can make fun of. Skiing, snowboarding. I bet you he's good at many, many things. Oh, he destroys Joe in skiing, no question. I'm curious to have people tune in and let us know if you think we're right about that. I I don't think I'm wrong, I'll put it that way. We know we're right. I mean, it's this statement to be like, he's bad at that because he's from that country. Like, I don't want to be that person. But being Canadian and knowing how little an emphasis is put on that in high school, like we had a basketball team, but it's not like it wasn't Put it this the way. way it is here. If you took a athletic 25-year-old man from Winnipeg and told me he was playing one-on-one with a decent 10-year-old American basketball player, I bet on the American. Okay, that says something. Yeah. Okay, we'll leave it there. Anyway, these two make out despite his lacking basketball skills. Mm-hmm. And there's tons of chemistry still. And Andy, you said she's really into a lot of guys. You're really excited about <laughs> like this. So many guys she's having a moments with, like real moments. Yeah. It's fun to watch. Yeah. I love being kept on my toes. So Michelle returns to hand out the rose. And Andy, you were sure we would get another vulnerable here. I was waiting for it. I was actually, I was, I had my hand raised. I was about to drop the vulnerable hammer, but yeah. it never came. Nope. And here Michelle gives the rose to Joe. Surprising nobody. Mm-hmm. And now we have the Rose Ceremony cocktail party. Michelle comes out and they applaud because she looks stunning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This dress, this hair, her eyeshadow. I'm so excited by how well dressed she is. This is is unprecedented. It makes it more fun to watch someone look so good. It really does. Yeah. It does. Okay. So Rodney gets one-on-one time here and she has him taste different apples to see if he can tell... Which apple is a Granny Smith? Oh, man. Rodney's never going to live this down. Oh, okay. So now we have to judge which is worse, the spelling of protein or the fact that he thought that a gala apple was a Granny Smith. Oh, that's a tough one. And then he thought a Granny Smith was a Fuji. And then he thought pizza was lasagna. Okay. You know what? You, you just proved it. It's one thing to misspell a word. Yeah. Well, two words. One, one is a hard one, to be fair. It's another thing to not know any foods. Yes. He doesn't know what food tastes like. (laughs) It's very strange. The pizza, like if protein was the first question on who wants to be a millionaire. Yeah. The pizza was like five questions before that. Yeah. The warm up round. It wasn't even. It was like, this is how we do. Okay, this is where you're going to be. Welcome to the show. Thanks for, you know, your, congratulations. You're going to show. We're going to go live in about 30 minutes. Um, so here's an example. Like a question, like, yeah, if I gave you a piece of pizza, you're like, oh, that's pizza. Okay, that's the, you get it? <laughs> yeah. It's so true. It reminds me of when we do a love fest and I, this is usually off camera. It always gets cut, but I tell the couple, I'm like, okay. And to explain how this works, I will ask you a question and you have to first answer for yourself and for your partner. For example, 
if I ask your favorite color, you might write red and say that your partner's favorite color is blue. Like it's that level. Oh, she literally. It's used as an example. She said, she asked him what color is a fire truck and he said green. Yeah. Is there a green fire truck anywhere? Probably not. Okay, good. I probably could have thought of something better, but I think most fire trucks are red. We can safely assume. Rodney, he's too easy to make fun it's of. It's too easy. And also, does this guy not look like the non-speaking role, like uh, Hitman in a cheesy action movie? You know the guy I'm talking about. The guy who just stands around. He's always standing around looking tough. The guy's got. He's the muscle. Have you seen his chin, his jaw, his general neck area? Yeah. He's the guy who the villain's like. Get rid of him. And he's just like, yeah, boss. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't even say yes, boss. He just nods and walks oh, yeah. away and the guy ends up dead. Oh, yeah. That's his role in the movies. That he <laughs> is the people. silent hitman. <laughs> but not he's not like a you know a James Bond hitman. He's the guy, he gets killed towards the end of the, in the third act, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. He got killed. He did something stupid. He walked in, he's like, oh, I'll get him. And then he walked into an obvious trap and he's, he's a body count. I, I kind of know what you mean, honestly. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. We interrupt this program. To bring you an important message. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I don't know why we need to tell people about Postmates. I feel like everyone knows about Postmates. But for the people who live under rocks. They may know about Postmates, but they don't understand why Postmates versus, is better yeah. than its competitors. Yeah. And I will ask you this. <laughs> Can you get a phone charger at two in the morning on one Blank. of the many... <laughs> Food delivery services. Yep. It's not just about food, although it is also food. Yes. But you could get uh, toothpaste or... Condoms. Or condoms. Something you just might need in the middle of the night and you don't want to go out and get it. No. That's what Postmates is for. For anybody who doesn't want to like get dressed and go out to the corner store or some people don't have a corner store. Well, that's the thing. We're speaking as New get, Yorkers. Yeah. I, what if I have to get... In my car and drive <laughs> yep. to get something. No, Postmates. Postmates. <laughs> Postmate it. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's a verb now. Yeah. So for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners, the Shandies, a little something. New customers will get 50% off your first five orders of $50 or more when you use the code Shandy. Whoa, that's insane. I know. It's a really good deal. Damn. <laughs> I want that deal. I know, but we're not new customers. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to be a new customer whether they like it or not. So that's Coach Andy to get 50% off your first five orders of $50 or more. Max savings of $100 per order. Just download the Postmates app or sign up online. It's super easy. Offer is subject to change and taxes and fees apply. Offer is valid for 30 days after you add the promo code to your account. So... We cannot stop making fun of Rodney, though, because mm. of what happens next. She has him taste a kiss. She goes in for a kiss and he's blindfolded. Oh, and then afterwards, oh, instead of doing something clever like that tasted like, mm, he says that was dot, 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 by far the best kiss. And then he asks for permission to take off his blindfold. <sighs> Never have more balls been dropped. <laughs> In a 30-second span on this show. It was painful. He There was not one... The only thing he did, he dropped so many balls that he created entertainment. Yes. Had he dropped fewer balls, it just would have been awkward. Yeah. He dropped every ball. 
It was literally like he was getting hit. It was one of those things where like in like a movie where a guy's getting hit with like a tennis ball shooting machine that's yeah. gone out of control and he's just like boom, boom, boom. He's like, he's not catching anything. Yeah. He's just getting hit with balls. Yes. That's what happened. Yeah. Every ball dropped. <laughs> Every single ball dropped. Yeah. From the apples to the pizza to the kiss to the blindfold <laughs> and to the post kiss comment. Nothing was caught. Don't forget his apple costume. Oh, well, that was the first ball. That was the <laughs> that was the original ball drop. Yes. But since then, boy. But I, I, you know what? I have to be honest. Despite all of this, Rodney has grown on me. Oh, how could he not? He's, he's the delightful. most normal guy I've ever seen. Yes. He <laughs> he's yep. just like, he got stuck on this show and he's just like a regular dude. <laughs> yeah, totally. In a good way. Yeah. So now, meanwhile, Jamie, Molik, Spencer and Martin discuss Joe. They're up on a balcony. Mm. And Spencer says that while it does seem unlikely that she didn't at least know of Joe, it doesn't bother him and he doesn't want to spend his time talking about it. Smart attitude. And Jamie, meanwhile, says it does bother him. He wants to know if they're all really starting from the same spot. Mm -hmm. Spencer says she likes who she likes. In the real world, when it comes to dating, she's going to go with who she wants to go with. I really like Spencer's perspective on this. It's so realistic. That's how everyone should think in this It show. is, but it's shocking how few people think like that. They seem yeah. to think that, oh, in this environment, I can make things happen the way I want. If I miss out on time, then that could be the reason. She's. I feel like she probably already knows who she's going to end up with at this point, honestly, yeah. or at and least in the next few 100%, weeks. 100%. And the only person who's going to get you to the end is you. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't look at the shiny objects around you. It's you. You yep. are the one yep. in control. Jamie says, I personally feel like if we're all here to be authentic, hold on a second. He's not totally wrong, but we'll... It's an exception to the rule because it does appear that there is a serious infraction being committed yes. here by Michelle. Yes. So I, I respect Jamie's stance. Yeah. It's a risk though. Yes. And we'll get into that. Yeah. But I think the safer route to always take on this show is just think about yourself. Yeah. Worry about yourself. Mm-hmm. So now we have our fifth word watch. Jamie says... Number one challenge is for us to be authentic, be vulnerable. So what's interesting about Jamie is that I don't think he's wrong. Like, no. I've always been bothered by the fact that there is such an equality and it's sort of like the lead can demand so much honesty and authenticity from you. And then meanwhile, they're the ones juggling 10 different relationships, making out with all these different yep. guys. Like, are we going to really pretend that the lead is not acting and faking it with some of those people? Right. Well, it's like it's like a soldier speaking out against the general. It's it's, un, it's you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. But if the general starts, you know, using soldiers for target practice, someone's got to say something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm torn on Jamie. He has a sort of entitlement that can rub you wrong and mm -hmm. is certainly out of place as a contestant on this show. But I don't think he's totally wrong. No. And you're right. At this point, it is sort of uh, incriminating mm -hmm. looking. It looks like that. Yes. So Malik says it doesn't bother him. If she knows him, she knows him. And here we have his ITM where he talks about Jamie's assumptions being weird. And we have to talk about this ITM. Oh, Malik. <laughs> oh, for shame. Malik seems to be concerned that he might forget his own name, considering all his My man M's. has an M chain and an M pocket square. Yeah. That is a lot of M's. <laughs> I'm guessing his name starts with M. <laughs> So Jamie reveals to Martin now, just the two of them. I know what I'm them. getting Malik for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I 
So Jamie reveals now to Martin, just the two of them, that he got info from a friend in Minnesota. Now things get juicy. The friend saw Michelle leaving a bar. And then his friends told him at that bar, she's already booed up with a tall, light-skinned baller. Wow. And now he gets serious villain music. Hmm. I, I will keep going. We'll keep going. So Jamie confronts Michelle. He tells her about all the Joe chatter. And Andy, you had to point out Michelle's gulp. A very noticeable gulp. And she I was gulped. watching her throat because yeah. I was like, think I was thinking to myself, the telltale giveaway is if there's a gulp. Yeah. And there was. It was a cartoonish gulp. Cartoonish gulp. Yeah. We, in fact, rewound and rewatched this I made, I made you rewind. You didn't believe me. No, I was like, yeah, I saw it. You're like, no, watch it again. <laughs> it was like, it was like in slow motion, like. <laughs> yeah. The gulp was pretty telling. Yeah. She gulped. Yeah, she gulped. And she'll admit it. So Jamie makes the brutal mistake here mm-hmm. of just not owning up to being the one bothered. Why did mm. he do this? Why did he do this? That was the, this is the the one strike I now have against oh, Jamie. Oh, Jamie, such a mistake. He blames it on the other guys, even though we have actual footage of him being the one bothered and all the men around him being like, it's fine, I don't care. Mm-hmm. He plays the role of the messenger and the one who has her back mm-hmm. when really he is the one that was bothered. This, you didn't see Clacia's season, but this reminded me of Noah with Tasha, I guess actually just Tasha's season. Claire, mm-hmm. Claire was already gone by then, by the time Noah arrived. But the season from Whence, from mm, Whence. Yes, from Whence. Noah came. You only know Noah from Paradise. I do, thankfully. <laughs> but uh, Noah got into a similar thing with Tasha, where he was the the messenger and the one who had her back, and the guys were questioning her. Yeah. Uh, integrity. Mm-hmm. And no mm-hmm. bachelorette wants her integrity question. Sure. And then Carl did a similar thing on Katie's season where he tried to be the one that she could rely on because the guys were talking about her and questioning her integrity. Mm-hmm. So Jamie is sort of doing that, except I think it's worse because he's the only guy thus far who has had a one-on-one date. And so that to me should add up to him trusting her a bit more. And also he's using the fact that she trusts him more against her. Yeah. So I agree with what you're saying, but like the veteran comedian or a trustworthy pilot on an airplane, Mm -hmm. I have faith in his ability to steer this ship. (laughs) You really love Jamie. I, and I, and I, and to be fair, I didn't have a great first impression of Jamie. I thought well, he seemed you liked like a, him. You I had thought him. he seemed a little too slick, a little too kind of put together. I felt like he was a little fake, but I like Jamie. Yeah. I admit it. I like Jamie. I'm torn on Jamie. So here, Michelle asks if people are talking about her and questioning her in a way that's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And he says, yeah, it's taken on a life of its own. Oh, Jamie's oh, really. Jamie, why? Well, he why? planted his flag. He planted his flag. He, yeah. So he now tells her about the friend in Minnesota who saw her. And said mm-hmm. that she was booed up with said tall, light skinned baller. baller. And I honestly wonder if producers convinced him that this was a detail that she needed to know, if mm-hmm. it would be good for her, or she, you know she should be warned or something. I just am trying to make sense in my mind why he thought this was a good idea to tell her this. I think Jamie 
is a man of principle, to be fair. Yeah. And I think that he genuinely was concerned that she was a scoundrel. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's convinced himself that other guys care as much as he does. I agree with that. I actually don't think he's being duplicitous. I think he thinks he's doing the right thing. I think he's conveying a message that he believes should be universal. Therefore, he's convinced himself it is. Yeah. Plus, if all the conversations he's been in, it has been brought up. Yeah. You can see how you'd be like, everyone's talking about it. But as we learn later, not everyone's been talking about it. If two people are talking about it, Sometimes you can convince yourself that's everyone. Yeah, but we did see a lot of guys talking about it, but not as many as he claimed. And also, to be fair, again, to Jamie, I do believe that after that conversation, you could come away just based on Michelle's general honesty and the confidence she shows. You Mm -hmm. could come away thinking like, you know what? I don't think there's fire there. Just some smoke. Yeah, I agree with that. So now Michelle spirals and she says in her ITM, did I make the right decision to come here? I want to find my person, but my person has to believe in me. And now Tasha comes to chat with her. And by chat, I mean, listen mm-hmm. to. And Michelle claims that she did not have a relationship with Joe. I do wish we had seen it coming out of her mouth when she said this. Me too. We saw the back of her head and only saw Tasha's head while it's we saw this. interesting choice. But it did not sound frankenbitten. So I guess we just have to take... The show's word for it. Yeah, it was an excellent Frank advice if it was, yeah. because it was the same tone and general timbre yeah. of the way she was speaking before and after. Yeah, that. and plus I just trust her, so I, I don't think she's lying yeah, no, about I, that. I, I agree. And now Michelle addresses the group. She tells them that night one was the first time she met all of the guys there, mm-hmm. and she reveals the backstory of Joe ghosting her after mm-hmm. a few messages back mm-hmm. and forth, and that was quite a few years back. And she says that being a woman of color in Minnesota, whenever she's seen with a man of color, the assumption is that they are together. I believe it. I believe it too. And we agreed that this would be our, do you want to do it? (laughs) Flashpoint of this episode. Mm -hmm. I think that she just brought up an uncomfortable truth. That was a truth bomb. I guarantee you that actually happens a lot. No question. And I'm sure it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. And and I would imagine that what she said also about her when she's with white guys, mm-hmm. that's also very true. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, that's a business meeting. Yeah. Or that's a friend. Yeah. Or that's an acquaintance. Or maybe it is thought to possibly be a romantic thing, but it's not at the top of the list. It, it's right. No one's going to label it as quickly as You just if. instinctively, yeah. whether you've, you've decided what type of relationship it is or not, you instinctively are like, oh. I'm not going to say that's a couple. I'm just not going to see that. Yeah. Yep. It's an uncomfortable truth. I totally picture that being true. Yes. So do you want to discuss our opinion on just her reasoning and Jamie's accusation? Shall we discuss? I I would like to. Yeah. Because I have stronger than ambivalent feelings about this. (laughs) Okay. I think that... There is some truth to the fact that she was possibly on a date or maybe casually dating a man (laughs) (laughs) who this gentleman, friend of Jamie's friend, said, oh, yeah, that's her boyfriend, which was total hearsay. Yeah. And one man's comment, one man's offhand comment 
And and I think that there is probably some truth to it, but very little probably. Yeah. Well, what gets me is it touches on how quickly one little rumor, one little right. assumption, someone can be like, oh, she's already booed up. They, you speak with such authority about something that you actually don't know anything don't about. Don't know shit about. And then watch how that just spreads like wildfire. Yeah. And Telephone. It, yeah. And let's say it was a date that she went on. Do I think it's really so terrible that she would have done that after being crowned bachelorette and before filming? No, no, I don't. She's a free person. She's yeah, not it's legally just, bound. It's just sloppy. It's sloppy. Yeah. And I think it's more likely than not that it wasn't a romantic thing. And she was just, as she said, seen with someone who was also a person of color and the and then people just made their assumptions. Here's what's sad is that people don't generally give people the benefit of the doubt. No. No, and Michelle's in a tough position. What's the more defensive she gets, the more they're like, oh, yeah, you're hiding yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. This is what I think. I think that, first of all, this guy that she was with, I promise you it wasn't Joe because I know it wasn't Joe. Yeah. There's many pieces of evidence we have here that suggest it's not Joe. First, her reaction when he came out of the limo. Mm-hmm. Unless she was acting, which unless would have it been, was this was yeah. all a large JFK assassination <laughs> style conspiracy by producers, Michelle, Joe, everybody. Yeah. Like when he comes out of the limo, do this thing where you don't recognize him at first, but then you're like, hey, wait a minute, do I know you? Like, why would she do that to a guy? That she had just gone on dates well, with or was booed up with. That makes no sense. Well, to be honest, I think that if she and Joe actually knew each other, they would disguise it better. Of course. Like, she gave him way too much on this group date, way too much one-on-one time, way too much encouragement. She did not hide the fact that she was into Joe. If they actually knew each other and they had any kind of history, she would keep him at arm's length more. She would fake it more. Absolutely. That's what has me believing that it cannot be Joe. It's not Joe. It's I know <laughs> that this guy, this baller is not Joe. He's yeah. another baller. Or maybe he's not a baller at all. Maybe he's just a guy who's tall. <laughs> he's a Nate. Yeah, Someone he's a Nate. Like maybe a he was Nate. Why is a Nate getting a heat? Why, how do we know it wasn't Nate? He's not much of a baller, but he looks he's like, tall. He's as tall as a baller. Yeah. So this is what I think. I think Michelle is being 100% truthful when she says, this is the first time I am meeting all of you. Yes. I believe that. I don't believe there was ever a physical meeting with Joe. Yeah. I do believe, however, that there was more than just a couple of basketball DMs and a ghost with Joe. I do believe that. Yeah. Because just to be fair, like... She, was that like four years ago she said that was? She said Three or four several years, ago, years back. Several years back. Like you had two DMs with a guy, a random guy. You remember that face? I mean, that's impressive. You should work for I the mean, FBI. I don't know if I could ever forget his face. I mean, that is true. It is Joe. <laughs> he's, he's pretty dreamy. But that being said, I think there was a little more. There was a little more exchange on the Instagram. I, I'm, I'm, I yeah, feel but, pretty confident there was more with yeah. Joe. But not a physical meeting. I don't believe she ever met Joe. I do believe that she probably was on a date, probably, or maybe the second date or a third or a fifth date with a guy that she happened to meet in the interim between being named Bachelor and the show. Not the biggest crime in the world. I kind of feel like that happened. And she danced around both. Notice she never said that I wasn't 
like dating a guy. Yeah. She never said that outright, but I don't think Michelle's a liar. No. I don't think she has the capacity to outright lie. She can stretch the truth a little, just like anyone. Yeah. But she never denied that she was with somebody. Mm-hmm. What she said was, is that it wasn't Joe. And I 100% believe it was not Joe, despite the fact that I could have a huge, I told you so here, saying that I saw a lot of <laughs> smoke and fire yeah, yeah, with yeah. the Joe situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got a little distracted partway through your rant by the piece of granola stuck to your side. <laughs> oh wow look at that. yeah okay so two pieces oh, <laughs> save that for later <laughs> okay i'm reminded of a time we hung out with a friend who was soon yes. to film yes someone who had already been crowned I think we can name him. Okay, it was Nick. Yeah. <laughs> but we hung out with Nick after he had been crowned, but before he had begun filming. Yes. And he was careful. He was Ooh, like, we can't yeah. be in a setting where there's, you know, a lot of girls are going to be coming up to me because I just don't want to be photographed with girls. Like, I don't want people getting the wrong idea. And I think that you have to be really careful in that position. And I, th- I think Nick is a smart guy. And I think he was right to think uber that way. Careful. Yeah, he was uber careful and rightfully so, because it is so easy for someone to just watch you meet someone for the first time right. and maybe just hug them. And then someone sees that and is like, oh, they're dating. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's all about the optics because yes. the actions, I, there's no crime here. Like what? So you're named Bats on some TV show and you meet someone who you're like, wow, I think I could spend the rest of my life with this person. You're supposed to be like, no, sorry, I'm going on a TV show where I'm meeting a bunch of guys and I'm supposed to, you know, be totally single. Like I'm not, I'm not going on a date with you. Come on. We're all human beings. Yeah. There's nothing totally wrong about going no. on a date with a guy. No, I don't think so. But Nick chose to be extremely careful. And rightfully so. And rightfully so. Yeah. Anyway, we think she's innocent until proven guilty. 100% innocent until proven guilty. And I think 87% telling the truth. <laughs> Okay, so now she asks the guys to speak up if they have any questions, to say anything to her, and they're all silent. And so she finally just leaves. Mm -hmm. She seems quite upset. And now the guys discuss amongst themselves, and they start to get pretty upset. They're like, who the hell was this? And this is where (laughs) Jamie does something pretty unique, because... Mm -hmm. In those other instances that I listed, so Carl on Katie's season, Carl did admit it was him. Oh, yeah. Noah on Tasha's season, he did admit it was Mm -hmm. him. In this case, Jamie's like... Oh, it was incredible. It was one of the greatest performances I've ever seen on this franchise. I loved this. It's brilliant. It was amazing. And then all that hidden camera footage of him, like, toasting other guys and also speculating who it was. Like, who was that asshole? He totally played the part. It was amazing, Full commitment. Full commitment. Full commitment. Yep. And to be fair, this is a game. Let's not forget. It's not Survivor, which, by the way, is all lying. You know? <laughs> yeah. This is a game. Yeah. And I think he took a risky but high return course of action. Well, here's Potentially. The th- potentially, but also potentially game ruining. Do I think it's going to help him in the long run? I don't know if it will because people talk too much. Well, his mistake was pulling the rest of the crew into this yeah had he just been like i want to know because i'm getting emotionally this is what he should have done sat her down and been like we're you know i'm hearing this stuff 
and everyone can have their own opinions. I don't want to, I can't speak for anyone else, number one, mm-hmm. but I'm bothered because I can feel myself becoming yeah, emotionally yeah. invested in this relationship. And I want to make sure that fair is fair. And what you're asking of me in terms of authenticity, vulnerability is also what you're providing in return. So I want to tell you about what my friend from Minnesota told you. I want to tell you about this other stuff. I just want to make sure that you're being as honest with me as I'm being with you. He should have gone with more I than we. Yes. But once he went with we, he had to stick to the lie. He had to commit to it. Yeah. Because he was in deep. Yeah. And yes, and it's damn, huge risk. Did he ever commit? Oh, <laughs> such commitment. I mean, we're talking like Al Pacino, like Dog Day Afternoon. Brilliant. We loved this. Andy, you were laughing the whole time. You said, I love this guy. He did the right thing. You loved him. <laughs> he did the right, wrong thing. Yep. I loved it. It was great. It was hilarious. Okay. So now Keisha arrives and canceled the cocktail party because Michelle is too emotional to go through mm. with it. I have to point out Chris S., who was in my top four last week, once again does not get one-on-one time. That means he didn't get night one one-on-one time. He got sent home on the basketball basketball group date, so he did not get one-on-one time. And now he did not get one-on-one time in this yeah. cocktail party. He's got he's to start Jamesing up and, <laughs> Jamesing and, start, up. and start doing whatever James did <laughs> to get as much longevity as he experienced. Okay, so now our rose ceremony begins, and we get our sixth word watch. Amazing. Michelle, in her opening speech, says, I'm going to continue to try to keep my walls down and stay vulnerable. So I don't think everyone wants me to go through every name who got a rose. But going home, we have Alec, Pardeep, Daniel, and PJ. Mm -hmm. And I just had to point out that Romeo, when talking about the Jamie stuff, says, I don't know who conjured this up. Oh, Romeo. What a word. Romeo. He's a smooth character. A man after my own heart. Math, spelling. Good vocabulary. And he's he's not a bad looker. I mean... Oh, he's very handsome. Yeah. Okay. So that brings us to the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. And Andy, word watch. There were a total of six vulnerables, which is what you guessed from what I, I recall. Guess six. Yeah. So there were a total of 45 correct guesses. And I got to be honest, I, I knew going in that vulnerable would be a bigger hit than other words I've chosen. Yeah. And it was easier to call. Oh, because fewer people got it right. Yeah, only 45 people guessed it right. Wow, so it was a 1 in 45 chance to win that Hello Tushy bidet. Sweet odds. Congratulations to Ira Kohler. You are the soon-to-be new happy owner of a Hello Tushy bidet. Mm Mm-hmm. Yay. Bravo, Ira. Bravo. Congratulations. Please email us at dearshandy at gmail.com by this Friday at midnight to claim your prize. Andy, do you have a word for next week? I do. And that word is basketball. (laughs) Very simple. Basketball. Okay. So basketball is your word watch for next week. And if you guess correctly, you will be entered into a draw and we will randomly select one of those names and that person will win a... Hello, Tushy bidet. Yes. Who does not need a bidet in their life? It's a fix to your existing toilet. It just makes your life that much better. Mm -hmm. It really does. does. And so to enter, just to refresh people... You can comment below this YouTube video with your guess, and we're talking your numeral guess, of how many times the word basketball will be uttered in episode three. And you can also submit your guess over on Instagram, on the Instagram post for this episode, at Dear Shandy. And you must do that by Friday at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. All right. Now, before we get to our predictions, I think we should discuss the Bachelor situation. 
Because I asked people last week if they wanted us to talk about who the next Bachelor is as if it's common knowledge Mm -hmm. or if I should pretend I don't know. You, by the way, still don't know. I 100% do not know. And I've made an effort... To avoid I, And it was hard to get the vulnerable <laughs> words. I don't think anyone blew it. Okay. I 100% swear on all that is holy that I do not know who the next bachelor is. You truly do not know. So a good 95% of you guys wanted me to just tell Andy on camera and not have to pretend and just talk about it openly because it is kind of a unique opportunity, actually, to know who the next bachelor is from the beginning of the season and be able mm. to talk about their edit and their their connection and just sort of talk about it all out in the open like that. I've been hotly anticipating this moment. I almost <laughs> I almost gave in and and wanted you to tell me a couple of days ago, but it's here now. I'm very excited. So lay it on me. <laughs> well, before I do, mm. because the other 5% were like I'm not spoiled, please don't do it. Oh. This is your spoiler warning. Yeah. So if watch. you do not want to know who the next Bachelor is, and I'm not sure what I'll do for episode three and onwards, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> Just don't if, ever watch Dear Shandy again. <laughs> there are timestamps in the description of this episode right below. Mm-hmm. You can go down. This is the YouTube video. For audio, you can just fast forward and hopefully skip over this. But you can fast forward to our predictions and then you won't need to hear what I'm about to say. That's your warning. Take this moment. <laughs> okay. So before I tell you, has your guest changed or is it still Clayton? I am still going Clayton, although I have to be honest, I feel around 50-50 on okay. the chances of that being true. 50-50 with someone else or just 50-50 because I you're just not don't, sure? Don't, don't put me in a corner. I, I just feel 50-50. <laughs> I don't feel super confident, but I... Uh, 51-49. Okay. I'm really dragging this out. The next Bachelor is Clayton. Yes! <laughs> uh! It's amazing. I guess I guess who the bachelor was purely on how bachelory he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. Oof. I don't know if oh, that the show is. If nothing, it's predictable. It's so predictable. Yeah, it makes me a little sad. I'm sure he's a lovely guy. No, I have no, no. He seems fine. But how sad is it that based on really no information whatsoever, the way he looked, his color. His his sports background. Yeah. That was it. That's all you need. I have to say that's the most excitement I felt (laughs) in quite some time. Embarrassingly so. So now it's out in the open and we can discuss. And obviously that might alter your predictions. That's why I wanted to talk about it first. Still very, this is very (laughs) emotional for me. I'm very, very, I I, I like to thank um, our sponsors. I'd like to thank Charlene for putting this together and um <laughs> i like to thank all you guys and yeah like the vast my, majority uh, of you were really mother. good in your comments about not revealing it i was very thankful i gotta say i'm relieved because i was getting stressed out like i almost slipped once this past week you did yeah wow it's truly amazing first of all i was wrong about your lying by the way i thought you were lying to me well that's how good a liar i am but your eyes were lying you weren't <laughs> you weren't lying but you were trying to lie what was something you knew it technically was still lying but my point is is that i am so impressed so impressed with our listeners that they didn't blow it for me yeah there was like 
700, 800. No, there was like over a thousand Instagram and YouTube comments. The Shandies are the best. No one blew it for me. Yeah, there were a couple. I there, didn't see those. There were, I would, there was like five or fewer. I deleted the ones I saw that I felt gave it away because I was like, mm, I, don't, I didn't, because you're the one that goes through the comments for the word watch. But I found a couple of comments which actually got me upset. And I, one of the reasons why I dropped to 50-50, otherwise I would have been like 80%. Yeah. I saw a couple of comments which seemed to suggest I was wrong, <laughs> which like, oh, you, something like I, somebody said like, oh, you fell for it, you're in the matrix, like, which I assumed <laughs> meant I had just fallen for what, you know, everyone would think is the yeah. next bachelor. Yeah, they were helping me in my life. Yeah, it made me less confident. Yeah. So good for you guys. I mean, that's that's very impressive for a thousand strangers on the internet yeah. to keep a secret that they all know. Yeah, you guys made my life a lot easier. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm this relieved. Is, really, I'm very excited. Okay, I think we can move on. That Clayton got pretty much no airtime on this episode, so there's not really much to discuss there, but now we all know. Yay. <sighs> And we will pick back up. No spoiler zone from here on out. Predictions. Andy, who do you have in your top spot? Okay. So Nate has been bumped. Ooh. And Nate has been bumped almost entirely because of his poor basketball <laughs> skills. Normally it might not matter, but here it matters. No. Him and Joe were competing for Michelle's heart and Joe won in a shutout. Yeah. I think that Michelle had a big crush on Joe, big crush on Joe, a, a few years back, whatever you want to call that. And I don't think that's waned. And I think he just nailed it. Yeah. He just completely sealed the deal mm -hmm. on that crush with his skills on the court and his smooth operating. Yeah. And also his willingness to not to go back to the word watch but he really was vulnerable oh, yeah. on his one-on-one -on -one time he told her about his basketball coach passing away and this was so sincere so heartfelt he was near tears clearly i don't think it's any surprise i also have joe in my top spot nice i don't know how this can be beat he no. has the advantage of so much in common mm -hmm. and that's not even including the fact that they're from the same state they're both biracial. They have that in common. And I, that cannot be overlooked. I, mean, I cannot tell you how many times I've gone on a date with a half Asian guy and been like, we have so much in common just because of that alone. Mm -hmm. And then moving on from that, she has known who he is for so long, like you said. So there's the familiarity of home. She mm -hmm. knows who he is outside of that world, even if she doesn't know him personally. She's had an idea of him. And that's going to be really tough to compete with. And those eyes. <sighs> really handsome oh my god this guy i do have to express a little trepidation over the fact that he does seem pretty walled off and i worry that she is more into him than he is into her i kind of agree with you i'm also concerned about his poker face in general yeah which is unbelievably good amazing i don't yeah. want to ever play cards with this guy. yeah yeah he never shows any reaction even when you remember the the, the camera kept going to him when Michelle was bringing up the yep. potential yes. past with him. It and he was, was just scary like scary how yeah. Cool as complete. Ice. Didn't give nothing. A, not even a slight eyebrow not raise. Not what an FBI profiler could not figure out what <laughs> yep. was going on there. Yeah. He keeps it all in. Yep. Which is impressive. But I don't know what it that may means. may come back to bite him. Who it knows? might, yeah. Maybe. But okay. there's a lot there. There is a he has right now a huge advantage and it's his to lose. Yeah. 
Okay, so we both have Joe in our top spot. Who do you have in your second spot? In second place, having unchanged from last week, is Jamie. Ah. So you don't think that all of this drama will come back to bite him? I'm taking a big risk on Jamie. I think that he somehow is going to dance through the raindrops on this, Mm -hmm. even though it seems like it's going to come back to haunt him. Uh I think Jamie's got a strong enough package, and their first date was epic. Yeah. I think that Jamie is going to be a close second for this season. Okay. In my second spot, I have Nate. Mm Mm-hmm. He did get that first impression, Rose. Although I have to admit, part of me wonders now if Michelle hadn't spent her one-on-one time with Joe on night one, more or less reprimanding him for having ghosted her, if she would have given him the first impression, Rose. I agree. You know, the, the, his showing in this episode changed the way I saw that first impression, Rose, from that first night. Yep. Nonetheless, I still think Nate is a major front runner in this game. I do think he's more goofy mm-hmm. and expressive than Joe is, and I think that suits Michelle really yep. well. Yep. So Nate is certainly still one to watch, and he's in my second spot. Who's in your third spot? I, due to his unfortunate court skills have dropped nate to number three. Oh wow what a bump for nate yeah <laughs> it's a rough scene i mean i i honestly all the guy had to do was drop a few threes and hit a couple layups and i think he would have still been tied for first but i'm putting him right down to three she loves michelle has a great love for basketball yeah and being from winnipeg is not helping nate out <laughs> I feel a bit bad for him. You know, my ex who I've mentioned, who was six, seven, mm-hmm. he also did not play basketball because he was British. And oh. I also think he just, it wasn't yeah. really his skill. And he said that it, it killed every conversation like dead in its tracks. And people were like, ah, <laughs> oh, you play basketball. And he was like, no, no. And what other things do tall people do? (laughs) Exactly. So part of me feels bad for Nate because I feel like he's probably endured this his entire life. Yeah. And to be fair, it's not just the basketball. I think what what also happened is Joe picked up a lot of steam. He really did. He, he, for the time being, it seems that the the missteps of the past have been buried Mm -hmm. and he's all good now. Yeah. So that's that's a lot to contend with. So in my third spot, I have Rick. Hmm. I don't feel great about this guess, honestly. There are a couple of more wild cardy people I wanted to put in there. Like part of me wanted to put in Romeo just because I think he had a, he had a a very good, like quiet showing in this episode, but his one-on-one time was shown last week. He got one-on-one time and a kiss shown on this one. I just feel like Rick is going to be around for a minute. Mm-hmm. Whether or not I think he's actually going to make top four, I'm not sure. Regardless, he's a distant third on my list. I, I have him there more out of like principle than out of actual belief that he's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And who do you have in your fourth spot? Well, speaking of Romeo, ah. he's in my fourth spot. So this is, I take it, a dark horse guess. It's kind this, of a wild This card. is a wild guess. Yeah. But I see tremendous quality in Romeo. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's going to be missed by Michelle. Michelle. And I think as time goes on, some other front runners might stumble. I don't see Romeo ever stumbling. Yeah. I do see potentially him never getting the kind of attention that he needs from Michelle. Because maybe he's, she's just, he's just not her type. Right? Yeah. I don't know. But I don't see Romeo ever stumbling. Yeah. Getting caught in weird drama. He's very or classy. saying something stupid. Yeah. So based on his looks, 
his general package, yep. his personality, <laughs> and the fact that I think he's never going to screw up. Yeah. He hasn't had time to shine yet. So what about like a Brandon K? Brandon K? Well, he did get that group day, Rose. Oh, I thought you were talking about the guy who got booted on, on the first night. And I didn't remember who he was. That's Brandon. Oh, you're right. You're right. That's Brand... I'm sorry. Brandon J. What about Brandon J? Oh, okay. Wow, I see. I'm on <laughs> top of my game. Brandon J, I think, is a red herring. Okay. I don't buy it. To be honest, I, do not I buy totally it. agree. So you have Romeo, kind of a wild card guest, but I, yes. I respect that. I Like I said, I was tempted to put Romeo in my top four, too, just because I think we both think he's really high caliber, and we trust Michelle's judgment to the point where I think she would recognize his high caliber. High calibrity? High calibrity? High calibrity? High calibrity? Is that? No. Caliberness. High caliber. High caliber. I think caliber might be one of those words where it's just is caliber, but uh-huh. I'm going to go with caliberty. Okay. I I'm- love, that's a good word. Caliberty. <laughs> Can you imagine dropping that? And that's an actual word. That's tremendous. I'm going to double down on not knowing it and say his high caliber dumb. Oh, come on. <laughs> no. That's such a cop out. No. Okay. So in my fourth spot, I... Once again, torn. I'm tempted for some reason to put in these wildcard guesses because I do think it really is between Nate and Joe. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of want to just like take a flyer on these other guys. Well, Romeo is. So part of me was tempted. And this is going to sound crazy, but tempted by Chris S. I had him in my top four last week, too. He had he has had no one on one time at all. And he still got through I another think Chris week. S is, I'm, I'm jealous of how good a wild guess that is. Well, I'm torn. I didn't actually put him in my fourth spot. Oh. I put, maybe I'll regret this. You did Brandon J? <laughs> Brandon J. No, because I think Brandon J is also a red herring. Oh, good. I, normally, I would bump Jamie from my list altogether because I generally believe that if you're embroiled in this kind of drama this early on, it will catch up with you and then the lead will get wind of it and then eliminate you. But he has such an advantage with that first one-on-one mm-hmm. and the rapport that they have built and she heard his story and just feels so much more attached to him. So I have Jamie in my fourth spot. Good. I approve of that. But if I could do a wild card, I would put Chris S. And Andy, that brings us to the end of episode two. Oh, wow. We are 20% through. (laughs) Not that we're keeping track. No. I would say we're keeping track less than ever before because of how fun this season is to watch. No question. I am enjoying this season. So am I. I'm not too proud to say it. (laughs) Getting hooked bit Mm -hmm. by bit. Mm -hmm. Well... If you guys enjoyed what you heard today, you can keep Dear Shandy in business by liking, subscribing, hitting the notification bell, following us on Instagram, telling your friends, and leaving us Apple podcast ratings and reviews. These are really helpful for us. If you do tune in and consume what we create here, really the best thing you can do is just help us grow by leaving us reviews, liking, subscribing, all the things. And on that note, I think that's a wrap. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. Dear Shandy.